Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Daily News. I am Ross Chanley. This is Jack Gill. Uh, we're here to bring you some Liverpool rumours, news and a little bit of bullshit as well. Uh, but first of all, before we kick off with some news, I just want to draw your attention to TheRevenTV.com. I know we do this every day and we plug it in and throw it down your throats, but it is really good and we're really proud of what we do on there. Um, so the Ran League show has gone out this morning, uh, me, Ben and you, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> it went, went in depth on some other bits and stuff. We talked about Wolves. It's, it's nice to talk about other stuff. Apart from Liverpool, sometimes have a little bit of a break and kind of see what everyone else is up to. It's not often that we look below first place in the Premier League to see what's going on. Uh, it's a couple of surprises and where people are up to uh, in there. So we've got some other stuff coming out today as well. We did a Reds transfer roundup. We talked a bit more about Timo Werner and some other bits. It's all downloadable uh, on your podcast player as well, so you can download it and listen to it on the go. Not use all your data. Your first month is completely free, as you all know by now, and then for it's £5 after. If you don't like it, just cancel it. Okay, uh, breaking news actually, which has come out in the past half an hour. Paul Joyce, the gospel of all, you know, Twitter, the Twitter sphere, isn't he? Uh, yeah. He's our favourite, Paul, Paul Joyce. Uh, he said that Liverpool have told AS Roma and Sevilla they will not loan Jern Chikiri this transfer window. It is likely Liverpool to seek 30 million euros for any permanent deal in the summer. I mean, two things for this. I'm glad that he's not going because I think that we need him. I think he's been frustrating that he's been injured and on the periphery of the, the squad and I think again at the weekend he wasn't wasn't even in the match day squad because of an injury but also his qualities there Liverpool need bodies in the next four to five months for the Premier League for the Champions League for the FA Cup and all the competitions that we're in but also 30 million euros in the summer I mean that's double what we paid for him yeah exactly we spoke about earlier didn't we on uh, the Reds newsroom this morning we're making double the money uh, he's, he's hardly got in our squad when he's when he's been here. Um, obviously, when he first came, he made a big impact. There were games like the United game where he came off the bench to, to win win the game for us and get Jose Mourinho sacked. But this season, he he's, he's <laughs> is, that why, he? is that why you keep him for a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, yeah just, okay, just keep enough. him. But it's like I said earlier, you know, the longer we keep him, the and he doesn't get used, the more likely that fee is going to come down. Yeah. Um, so I think it's the the summer would be the perfect time to sell Shakiri for me, uh, upgrade him. We've we've doubled the the money for him. Yeah, a couple of reasons on top of the injury stuff of maybe, you know, I think early in his Liverpool career, he wasn't quite tracking him back because of yeah. his frustration with Klopp why he wasn't game time. Mm. I think he's probably one of the only players in that Liverpool side you could argue that isn't isn't as versatile. So, you know, if you're playing him, you're going 4 3 one you're changing, you know, your complete formation. He isn't, you know, you, you could probably put him on the left, but he's not as effective out, out there. And it also strikes to me, they're willing to let him go. And they're just speculating, does that mean someone else is going to come in that place? Or the likes of a Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, 
you know, some of the youngsters are going to push him for his place. But as with this and any other subjects, Tom was taking questions and comments to get them in. We'll come to them at the end of the show. Moving on, um, you've probably seen this by now, but um, Kylian Mbappe has been interviewed by the BBC uh, and he spoke of Liverpool. Uh, he did a little bit on Real Madrid, but I was going to go down and find you the Liverpool quotes. Uh, it says Mbappe, however, was full of praise for Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp, describing them as a very good team with a very good manager. He said, "What Liverpool do in this moment is amazing. They're like a machine. They found a rhythm, and I like, I like. We play, we play again. They've lost zero games. When you watch, you think everything's easy, but it's not that easy. The guys are focused. They play games every three days, and they win, they win, they win." Now the problem is that everybody watches Liverpool and everybody watches what we can do against them. So now they have to show they're a stronger game, but it's a very good team with a very good manager. Now, we've spoken about Mbappe lots on this show and on other shows, and I've been in the camp, but I would absolutely love him. It would cost a lot of money, and I wouldn't want him in the fact that we have to break our wage structure because I think that just undoes a whole lot of other stuff. And I come round to this, the thing of, you know, it was Kai Havertz last week and Timo Werner this week and, and yesterday in particular. I've gone, I'd be, I'd be more than happy with Timo Werner and I kind of forgot about Mbappe. Then this happens, which has no tangible reason to the fact that he's linked with Liverpool, but you can't help but go, oh, come on, mate, just stop. Yeah, he, he's flirting with it, isn't it? It's yeah. like when he says he plays with us on FIFA, just little things like that are going to get us excited. And But it, it, it's it's possible for someone to appre appreciate a good Liverpool side. Oh, or, yeah. or, or, sorry, any other team for that matter. I just compliment him. And Any, I, mean, I mean nothing by it. Everything he said are absolute facts. You know, like Troy Deeney could come out and say that and nobody would be asked whatsoever. Do you know what I mean? But the fact that Kylian Mbappe said it, look, he is the dream sign. It's like you say, if you don't want Mbappe, it's because of the way structure. He, he would improve our team even more than it already is. And it, it's just sensational. And for a player of his calibre to recognise what we're doing at the minute is, is equally as good, whether he wants to move to the club or not. Um, for him to, to, to say them words is, is is brilliant and shows the level we're at at the minute. Are you, have you ever been off the Mbappe? Hashtag Mbappe 2020 train. I, I am firmly on that train, oh, yeah. full speed ahead, let's go. Yeah? Yeah. yeah much better than Northern Rail, which we've been getting the past couple of weeks, which are terrible. Moving slightly on, uh, Manchester United have been charged by the FA for player conduct in the Liverpool defeat. Um, not so much a Liverpool story, I just wanted to remind everyone that we beat Manchester United at the weekend, which is dead funny. Um, but obviously, you know, the reaction to the Bobby Firmino goal, which obviously got disallowed in the end, I think it's right. In fact, there's two things to this. Obviously, it's wrong the way that they reacted, but also... If this was to happen again, I think it also ultimately feels sorry for the players because they're playing on emotion. But that decision's wrong, isn't it? Sorry, the, the initial decision is wrong, which they kind of reacted. I, I disagree. I, I think that it doesn't matter on the decision that was made because it is no, a matter I mean, of opinion. Um, and, and VAR was... Craig Pawson could watch that tackle over and over again and think what you and I think, that that is not a foul. Yeah. And... And for me, the way they've reacted, the way David De Gea has gone screaming at and he's put his hands yeah, on the Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not condoning that, but I mean, in the, you talk about taking the emotion out of the game since when they do it with VAR mm. and take goals away. If, if David De Gea thinks he's been fouled, of, I, cor of course he's going to be angry. I can completely understand his anger, but I think the way he's gone about it is yeah, totally wrong. Yeah, he was right in his face, you, to be fair. You know, yeah. gro I've grown up with United teams over the years doing this for years where they swarm the ref and they're just, they're just horrible, aren't they? Yeah, Liverpool players don't but, do that at all, do they? No, no we, we're, we're good <laughs> as goals. Do they shout bullshit every no, five minutes? No, no, no. Okay, fine. It's just United. Okay, we'll move on. Um, 
as mentioned before, Timo Werner. Um, bear with me on this one because this is a translated page. It's dead funny. Uh, it's from El Desmarque. Uh, talking, about, talking about Timo Werner. There's a couple of other things, stories that they've done, and just to see how bad the translation are. One of the stories says Klopp assaults the house of Mourinho. Um, take that with what you will. But obviously, I think Real Madrid have been touted in conversation with Timo Werner, as have others. Um, but there's a quote here, sorry, so he's got 20 goals in 18 games in the Bundesliga and three goals in six games in the Champions League. However, it seems a German striker will not go to Real Madrid at the end of the season since he would have a pre-contract, a pre-agreement with Liverpool by Jurgen Klopp, who was looking for the centre-forward with more than one goal than Firmino. I mean, it's literally a throwaway comment, but a, pre- a pre- pre-agreement with Jurgen Klopp, I mean... Don't take this by no. any means. Like it's not, it's not a reputable source. I just thought it was quite funny that the fact that they, they, they've gone in there, not backed it up, not not cited anyone. But also, it wouldn't surprise me if there was something I, I, I not think, not directly from them. I think that's a mistranslation. Um, I don't often believe this because remember after the summer when apparently Mane had a pre-contract agreement with with yeah Jordan yeah yeah, Zidane, yeah yeah and st- stuff like that. Werner, listen, he's, he's on fantastic form. Nagelsmann's getting the best out of him. Um, but I would love him at Liverpool. I really would. Young player as well. Um, but I, I just can't see it happening. I said earlier, I, th- I think he, he's the sort of player for me that has Bayern Munich written all over him. It's I, a well-trodden really path, do. that from Leipzig yeah. to Bayern Munich as well, isn't it? Mm. And I, I, Real Madrid as well, I can see that happening. Benzema's getting old now. Yeah. Jovic, apparently they're not happy with him already. They want him offloaded. But also, if Real Madrid want Kylian Mbappe as well as as his room. They're not having him. He's coming. He's coming to us. Uh, but if he doesn't, Jack, if he doesn't, that's a lot of their transfer budget gone to maybe going mm. to go somewhere else. As we mentioned on the show before, you know, Chelsea want a decent forward. Arsenal want another decent forward because you know other rooms believe Aubameyang wants out. Uh, my United need a striker because you know you're relying on a teenager who's now injured. You know, and Tottenham probably maybe if Harry Kane's out for a long period of time, you might want someone else in there. So there'll be a lot of people after Team Werner, maybe it's Liverpool. In fact, let's have a little game in the comments. Let's say Mbappe or Werner, who would you prefer to have? Both. Uh, Why not both? Or both? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's do that. Um, someone else who's been mentioned is Jack Grealish. Stan Collymore has been talking and says that he should choose Liverpool over Manchester United. Uh, quoted in the Birmingham Mail. Uh, he said, Collymore said, I know I'm biased towards Jack Grealish, but the stats don't lie. And for him to become the first English midfielder to register 15 goals goals and assists since it's Frank Lampard in 0-9-10, an average to poor team is a superb effort. His talent deserves a better platform. And if you just take him that Liverpool midfield and let him service their magic for the front three, the kid, be one, the kid could be one of Europe's most effective midfielders and have an England team built around him. Forget Manchester United, he'll be waiting five years to reach the level he could get at Anfield. Does he have a point? No. Okay. Um, I Listen, don't, don't take it off Jack Grealish. He's, he's a good player. He is a good player. Um, but I think this Liverpool team is a lot better than Jack Grealish. Um, and I think in terms of his attitude, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't suit us at all. I think he is the sort of person that enjoys being the star. He, he, he seems to love it. And I think if he, put, if he comes into this Liverpool squad and, and just sits on the bench most of the time, he'll cause problems. And I don't think he'll be willing to do the sort of role that Shakiri does, that Origi does, that sort of that Yeah, sort OK. Of um, he might fall behind some other people as well, Mike. Uh, last story yeah. before we get to some of your comments, Joe Gomez has done a little piece talking about Virgil van Dijk. Uh, he says, I'm buzzing for big Virg. Everyone knows how happy I am when he scores and it's nice to put some good work in training, those set pieces when they come off. I don't think it's easy to measure what he does for us as a team. He's such a dominant character, a dominant player. He's a special player and we're lucky to have him at the club. He's my big brother. He's a top player, a top person to be alongside. 
Now, most of that stuff we kind of already know, but I think Tom suggested we put this in the agenda. He, he had a good point in the fact of that, that partnership between those two and what they've got. The development, I think, I've always been a big advocate of you know, keeping that centre-back partnership as good as you can and as close as you can because I think you need that communication, the understanding and stuff like that. But for Gomez to not only learn off him on the pitch, but off the pitch, I think it's quite good in terms of you know the leadership roles that he gets. You know, when it comes to, I don't know, five, six years' time and or maybe longer, Virgil eventually leaves, he's instilling all of that yeah. into Joe Gomez, isn't he? I, I'm, I'm glad we've been able to talk about this because, for me, with with often when you have players who, like Van Dijk, one of the best players in the world right now, you, you sometimes worry about life after them, like how are we going to replace them? But I think Gomez is a ready, ready-made ready replacement right there as well. And I think the fact that they've built such a good partnership together too, he's learning so much off Van Dijk week in, week out. And we saw once he recovered from his injury, it took him time to get back in it. But now they're in full flow and, and we look so, so, so good defensively again at the minute. Just look at the clean sheets. Yeah, it, says it it's all, unbelievable. It? Um, just Dan Hender designs has just tagged me and Jack and both something. It was a picture of Mbappe from his interview he did with the BBC. And it's just the end of, end of it. He says, at the end of the season, we will see. But now I'm focused on my game. Gee, little tease, isn't he? Who knows what he's doing? Right, some comments, Tom. Um, just quickly, on that um, Virgil and Gomez stuff, Chris is doing the stats and tactics, and he's going over the set piece, and it's just go and watch it. It's quite interesting. Gomez is talking about the work and training. Gomez has a big part to play in that. Anyway, we're moving on. Shakiri thoughts. Joey Murray says, I think €30 million Euros for Shakiri is a bargain. Wouldn't be surprised to see Michael Edwards get around €40 million Euros for him, though. But, you know, you wouldn't be surprised. I think, you know, you can you can criticise for his lack of game time and everything that he's done. But obviously, he's, you know, the teams that he's played at, you know, Bayern Munich, Inter Milan, Stoke, uh, Liverpool. But also, you know, he's, he's developed in that talent. Liverpool, as I said before, it's frustrating with the injuries that he's had. But he's ultimately a Champions League winner. At the end of the season, he might be a Premier League winner. He might be a Champions League winner again. You don't know all this stuff that kind of is, is in his stock. You think, well, actually, Michael Edwards is going to the thing. Go, well, he's, he's well better than Ma- Michael Edwards could go to a corner shop and come out with the shopkeeper's wife. He could do anything. So, okay. go for it. <laughs> yeah, okay, turn like on. Um, on the other side of the coin, Stronger Civilian says, come on, show some respect to Shakiri. Other than our front three, he produced the most goals last year. Uh, I had a look into that, just to have a look at his stats. Um, he didn't score the most after that from three. He got six goals and five assists last season. I don't, so think, there's any, I don't think there's any disrespect towards you and Shakiri no. at all, particularly not on my part. I, I think he, had, it, he definitely has a role to play towards the end of the season, but also if he wants to leave and someone's coming in for a bit, I think he has to look at his own career. Yeah. Sometimes go, well, I'm, I'm coming on for five minutes here, a minute there. The, the other day, the other week, sorry, he was just coming to sub and never even made it on. I, I agree with the comment. I think he's important to have in this Liverpool side. And I don't want him to go. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you know, is it either a business decision or a career decision based on his behalf? Or is someone else going to come in who's going to push the front three a little bit more? Because there should be times where he should be playing a lot more football. For, for me, how I see it is when he first came in last season, there was a period when he was outstanding. Yeah. It's just that he's been unlucky with picking up injuries. It's like you say, defensively in, in the setup, he doesn't work in, in that sense, in my opinion. Um, and I think actually doubling our money for a player that doesn't seem to be getting in the squad that much this season for numerous reasons, I think is, is very good. And I, I, I think he's, he's a player that we will miss, but a player that we can replace. Exactly, and the replacement's the key thing. If you're going to just get rid of him, I think I think you're right. That is disrespectful. We're going mm. to get rid of him. Someone else is either going to either come in and replace him, or one of the youth players is going to push him 
if Harvey Elliott doesn't and that's what I see I see Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott coming through and think you, you know what mate 30, 35 million going and progressing and your career you've not 30 million euros off your Mbappe fee as well yeah um, last one Joseph Rochthorn Rochthorn yeah he says there should be red cards for players that get in the ref's face the way the United players did we should have respect for the refs um, what's there's, your there's loads of, loads of things I've changed on that you've seen a couple of clips I think it was, there's one about a month or so ago from an Australian league, but there's one that was went way back then. You might the refs often people on the TV can, can hear what's going on. You can hear the communication. I think that would eradicate a lot of stuff. I think you did swear, not although we joked about it, we don't obviously condone it from professional footballers and referee. I think you just get so much more respect mm. because sponsors wouldn't have players swearing in, in yeah. face referee. We know it happens every time it comes on. You know, Sky or BT to go, oh, well, we apologise for someone who, who said whatever. But also, I think the referee made a decision based on that. Then the players can't yeah. argue because what you're supposed to do is move on with the game. There's other examples of it. You know, I don't watch rugby, but like the respect they have between the, the players and the, and the referees and that, it's just like, well, I made a decision, jog on. And if you argue yeah. with them, they go get off. There, there is no respect in football. And but know. also, sorry, I think the standard refereeing has to be better as well. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, you know, I do bits of refereeing, and look, it's it's a problem that comes referees up. Referees right are wankers, aren't they? Yeah, we are. <laughs> Um, but it, it's, it's one of them where it's a problem that's right from gra grassroots in terms of respect for the officials and I know it in, in the lower leagues in, in terms of where, where I officiate they're, they're trying to sort out the Simbin rule so at the minute um, if, if there is a, a descent booking it's a 10 minute Simbin that's what they've yeah. used this season I don't think it works but it just shows that they're trialling things to try and improve respect in football well, so. well it could do doesn't it ultimately because you know, if you're going on sidelines for 10 minutes your team's down Mm -hmm. A player, mm -hmm. so therefore you manage to get that annoying. But get it's how referees use it. Referees okay. use it wrong as well, in in my opinion. Go. But I mean, just the thought on that. Think about El Clasico. That's what happens mm -hmm. every time. Every foul, every massive name. So all the kids that are coming up are yeah. gonna learn off Ronaldo yeah. and and Casemiro and these types of players going. That's what we need to do. It's not, it's not right, is it? No, no. They're setting a bad example. But, yeah. You know, it's hopefully something again at the FA, the Premier League, and other 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 governing bodies should, should work on. But also, I think the other important thing is, you know, a lot of stuff could be helped sometimes if the referees' decisions and VAR decisions were a bit better. Anyway, uh, we'll leave it there. We'll be back tomorrow with some more news. Don't forget to leave all your comments, like the channel, subscribe, and we'll be back tomorrow. Tara. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.